Hey guys, welcome to the hashtag Get Real Woke podcast. I'm your host, Frederick D. Scott. I'm a private equity investor, business consultant, philanthropist, author, and contributing writer for Entrepreneur Magazine. I have over 15 years of experience in the finance industry, and I used to own an investment banking and advisory firm. Currently, I hold designations as a financial modeling and valuation analyst, capital markets and securities analyst, commercial banking and credit analyst, and I also hold a diploma in Islamic finance. And today is hashtag Q&A Sunday. This is the time where I bring someone credible from the business and finance industry to come and talk to all of us and share with us needed relevant information that will benefit and impact our community in a measurable way. Now, before I get into today's guest and before I introduce him and bring him on, I need everybody to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this video to let me know what you think. And if you haven't already and you're on an Android phone, hit the join button. And if you're on an iPhone, hit the link in the description or the link that will be pinned to the comments at the bottom of this video to definitely join the hashtag real woke live chat community and be eligible to participate in the hashtag learn to earn cash giveaway where I give away a minimum of $1,000 every month live right here on the hashtag get real woke podcast. Okay. So I have a treat for everyone today. I have a very, very, very special guest. He is growing into a great friend, great business colleague. I have the director of social impact for Generator, Infuniso Ekong, here today to talk to us about Generator and talk to us about accelerators in general. Now, if you've never heard of Generator, Generator is the largest venture capital-backed accelerator program in the country. And it is so important that we have access to these types of tools and resources to be able to help businesses in our community survive, grow, scale, and thrive. So I'm so happy that Infuniso was willing to join us today. And so without further ado, let me bring on Infuniso. Infuniso, how are you today? Great. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks again so much for having me, Frederick. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to spend with me today, to talk to us today, and to share uh, some information uh, about Generator and all of the great, wonderful things that Generator is doing for our community. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so again, my name is Mfaniso, um, and I'm the social impact director here at Generator. I provide coaching, uh, mentorship, and other supports for early stage founders and first-time founders tackling uh, important social issues like equity in education, criminal justice reform, and other uh, important areas. Great. Awesome. 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 What is Generator? What exactly is that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, at Generator, our mission is to be the best partner for a community to invest in its best and brightest. Um, we do that by providing various events and programs across our 28 cities um, for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial ecosystems. Um, so if you want to start a company, if you want to grow your company, uh, if you want to mentor, if you want to invest, 
whether you're a musical artist or a visual artist, a university, a corporation, or government entity, um, like an economic work or economic board or workforce development board, we have opportunities for you. Um, our platform is very um, wide ranging. Um, and I should also mention our upskilling program. Um, there we also teach technical uh, skills for uh, those interested nice. in demand careers. Um, I think one of our partners here at Generator had put it best. Um, this Generator is this entrepreneurial supermarket where it's this one-stop shop for all things entrepreneurship. Um, so that's, that's probably the best way I would describe it in a nutshell. That is a mouthful and it's great because I mean, I, gosh, you explained it so well. Like, I love that. So, you know, a lot of people have never heard of an accelerator before. Some people may have heard of the term. Some people have heard of the term incubator and, you know, like a lot of people think those terms are, are interchangeable. So what is the difference between an incubator and an accelerator? Yeah, so we do use those terms, um, accelerators and incubators, pretty interchangeably, but they are different. Um, I think the core business model of an accelerator is to be, you know, that investment fund, whereas the core business model for an incubator is more of, um, you know, real estate sort of relationship. Uh, because in an accelerator, investing capital in exchange for equity, um, it's mentor-based, mentor-driven, um, and it also has a, a, st a start and a stop time. Um, whereas incubators. Um, there's typically no investment tied to that program. Um, they're more focused on providing that co-working space, um, those amenities, um, mentors, maybe sure. sometimes. And then um, there's usually an absence of more structured programming. Um, then there's no real stop, start date or stop time. Right. Um, and then companies right. can stay as long as they need or as long as they need those resources that are offered. Right, 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 right. So would you say that an accelerator would be a better fit for our community-based businesses? I think an accelerator would be, um, specifically pre-accelerator programs. Um, there we just work with folks more one-on-one, -on -one, more on a concierge or individual basis to kind of really find out what their needs are and sort of get them to that next step. Sure, um, sure. The, the timeline that's associated with those programs, whether it's four weeks or seven weeks or three months, um, you get a lot more accountability there. Whereas right. in Vader, um, you're typically going at more of your own pace there. Right. So as a startup business that isn't profitable, what tools and resources are available through Generator to assist? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's probably best answered on a case-by-case -case basis um, right. because I think if a founder is willing to pivot, um, we can always commit our best efforts to helping them, you know, pivot sure. and becoming profitable. Um, but, you know, not everyone, one thing I've learned is, you know, not everyone is going to, nor should they build a venture backable business. Absolutely. Um, if you want to, you know, start a community center or nonprofit or, you know, pick your word, a lifestyle or main street business. Uh, I think those things are all well and good. We just don't have enough entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs of color or female. Um, and I think as my network has grown, I've identified more of those nonprofit accelerators, sure. main street accelerators. Sure. Um, and as I come across founders better suited for those programs, I have no issue with, you know, referring them to those partners and, you know, absolutely on the same for me. Absolutely. So how can a business owner participate in a generator accelerator program? Yeah. So we make it pretty easy. Uh, if you check out our website, which Actually, last week just went through a, a rebrand and a refresh. Um, you can yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw the logo on my own LinkedIn change, and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, what do you think about it? 
I, I think that logo is awesome. Actually, I was like, oh, it's got color now. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I was like, that's a that's a pretty cool rebrand. Like I was going through my LinkedIn and you know, like I'm looking at the generator logo on my LinkedIn page and I'm like, oh, that that changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think um, you know, depending on what stage you're at or what your industry is, if it's social impact or if it's agricultural technology or if it's medical devices companies. Right. Um, you know, we have programs available across industries and across verticals um, and across, again, 28 cities in North America. So whether you're in Anchorage, Alaska or Wyoming right. um, or you're in Puerto Rico or Toronto or Wisconsin uh, here in Milwaukee with me, um, we have opportunities that, like that available for you. Awesome. So, you know, what a lot of people think, because, you know, in our community there, we always think that there's some sort of catch. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we always think that there is, you know, OK, what what, what is it going to cost? I mean, you know, who, nobody does anything for free. So does the business have to pay a fee to participate in a generator accelerator program? Yeah, that's a great question. So if it's for one of our pre accelerated programs, either our uh, four week G alpha program or a seven week G beta program. Um, and those programs were really just preparing you to get into an actual accelerator. Right. Um, so most programs, we don't charge any fees or take any equity. Um, so anything that you ideate, you build or create on right. your own is yours and yours only. Um, whereas in our accelerator programs, um, those are a bit longer. Those are a three month long program. Um, we provide that $100,000 capital investment in exchange for uh, typically six to 7% equity. So those right. are programs where if there is an exchange there. Right. But now as far as an upfront fee to be able to apply for or join the accelerator, are there any upfront fees or costs associated with being able to join the accelerator program? No, no, nothing like that. No. Um, and one thing I always caution folks is to be very wary of programs like that. Absolutely. Um, I agree. Not to say that they wouldn't help you, but there are just so many you know, free or low cost. Uh, Absolutely. Programs like this available that, you know, I just think more folks really need to take advantage of them. Right. So how competitive is the process? And we'll talk about that from a pre-accelerator standpoint and an accelerator standpoint. How competitive is the process for a business to be able to get into a pre-accelerator or accelerator at Generator? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for our equity-based accelerator programs, they are highly competitive. Right. Um, program receives anywhere from you know, four or 500 applications to almost a thousand. And then from mm -hmm. there, they only select five companies to participate. Um, right. Our pre-accelerator programs are much less competitive by design. Um, so in G-Alpha, we work with as many folks um, as possible. By right, just right, right. Information. Um, right. And then G-Beta, I typically see between 50 or 100 applications. And then from there, um, you know, I select five. Um, so less competitive, but, um, you know, still a bit of a challenge for, uh, for most folks to get into. Right, right, right. Absolutely. I, and I can see that. So, you know, how is generator as an overall organization moving the needle in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah. Uh, another great question. We are trying to push, you know, DE and I and all of our generator programs, but right. we also have a number of programs that have a specific focus on underserved or underrepresented founders. Right. Um, some of our cultural programs, like the music and art programs, um, our social impact program, for example, um, our Bronze Valley Accelerator program down in Alabama, right. and also our Northwestern Mutual Black Founder Accelerator program mm -hmm. based in Milwaukee. Um, and then we also, in addition to those programs, 
old events. Um, you know, for example, in February, we held our Black and Brown Lightning Rounds founder event, um, where we connected founders of color with investors for these one-on-one -on -one pitch meetings. Um, mm -hmm. We coordinated over 1,400 meetings that day. Sure. Um, between 500 black and brown star founders, not just all nice. of them, but all of them nice. with more than 200 investors. Um, and, you know, in addition to those external efforts, um, internally, internally, we also have our uh, employee research group um, called Call to Action that I co-lead with a colleague of mine. Right. Um, and we have just important conversations about, you know, events going on in the world and how it relates to Generator and how it relates to our communities. Um, right. Various projects and initiatives, um, not just to make what we do as a company more diverse, but sure. also to make our own company, um, you know, more diverse, more equitable and more inclusive for everyone. Um, right. So we've done things like, uh, you know, update our hiring practices, our sure. recruiting practices um, and so much more. Awesome. See, so so it's not just about your external uh, push in diversity, equity, and inclusion, you guys are making an internal push as well. And that's very important because, and I just want to highlight this for everybody to kind of understand, you know, a company can have an external facing diversity and equity and inclusion initiative, but if the faces and the, and the color of the, the internal organization does not reflect uh, the community that the, the company is trying to serve, then it's hard for that company to be able to connect with that community and provide that community's businesses with the knowledge, resources, and connections necessary to help them grow and scale properly. Because to be truthful, they just can't identify with the needs. So what I love about Generator and what I love about the statement that you made right there specifically in Finiso is the fact that not only is, is, is Generator taking a look at the external uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion metric, but they're also looking internally to make sure that they have the right people in place that can identify and help make the, the largest impact possible in disenfranchised communities of color. So I love that. Now, what is the best advice you can give a business owner who is looking to gain entry into a Generator pre-accelerator or accelerator program? Yeah, if it's, well, in either case, one thing I always say is just apply. Um, right. One common question folks have is, am I too early? Am I too late? Um, sure. You know, am I the right fit? Just apply and we'll help you find out. Um, because one thing, like I said before, is that we just have so many different opportunities available. So right. if you're not a great fit for this one opportunity, um, chances are you're a great fit for something else or Sure. If it's not a generator program, maybe another program that we can refer you to or connect you with. Um, right. And I think a lot of folks can be um, intimidated or discouraged. I agree. Um, how competitive, um, you know, some of our sure. leadership programs are. Um, but one thing we notice is when folks apply again and again, and they make um, updates and they follow some of our advice and right. they have more traction next time around. Um, it's not too dissimilar from a fund where, um, you know, they don't just cut you a check that first time they meet you. Sure. They Absolutely. Have that relationship and right. see that you're coachable and see that you're making progress and uh, are putting the actual work. Right. Um, for folks that aren't getting into programs, um, you know, keep working. Um, find out from that accelerator or find sure. out from us, you know, what we think or what they suggest you should work on. Right. Um, I think too often folks get that blanket rejection of no. 
um, and at Generator, we try to uh, we try to have the best rejection notice that you've ever had. Um, so we want to give you actionable items for you to actually improve on. Um, so not just your you get this no and you don't know what to do next and you apply again doing the same things and it's just right running around in circles and spinning your wheels. Um, right. So apply, apply now, apply early, uh, and apply often to our programs. And, and I, you know, I think that's really awesome that you guys, you know, even in a denial or, you know, if the person isn't a fit for a specific program, you guys actually take the time to give them actionable steps that they can take to be a better fit in the future. And that's something to be quite honest with you that just doesn't happen uh, with a lot of accelerator and incubator programs. You just get the, you know, thank you so much for your interest. Unfortunately, you know, you were not selected. Feel free to apply again in the next uh, in the next cohort, and maybe you know you'll have an opportunity at that time. And that's it, and all to the story, you know. So I think it's very cool that Generator actually takes the time because it shows that Generator is actually reviewing each business mm -hmm. and they're, they're taking a deep dive into each business. And so they're providing, they're able to provide you actionable feedback that will help you uh, in the future to be a better fit for them, but help your business overall because they actually took the time, the care and the dedication to actually really look into your business. So I think that's actually really cool. Now, another question I wanna ask you, and this is a question that I know is on people's minds is, do you, is it geographically specific to, to be able to apply to Generator? Like, let's say, you know, the company isn't in, in Generator's corporate office's home state. Does that mean that they can't apply? Can they apply from anywhere in the country? Yes, definitely. Um, for the most part, a lot of our programs have uh, kind of ditched our um, locational um, requirement, um, just right. in the world that we live in right now. Um, and although, Although it looks like um, you know brighter times are ahead, um, we're still right. sort of just keeping a more conservative, um, safe approach to things and keeping things still virtual. Um, so for for the most part, our programs will remain um, national. Um, right. Some of them are regional specific. So as we do return to in person um, programming, those 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 um, city specific programs will require folks to relocate. Um, sure. But for the most part, and for now and the foreseeable future, um, you know folks can apply from anywhere. That's awesome. And see, so as you guys, you just heard it right there. There's no geographic lim geographical limita limitation. So make sure that if you, no matter where you are, apply, apply, apply. That is the name of the game here. Uh, so lastly, is there anything else that you would like to share with our viewers that you feel they should know? Yeah, I, I think your question. I think I would try to speak to the folks that come from non-traditional startup backgrounds or right. don't come from um, you know, having a business or um, starting a business on their own or um, you know, a technical sort of skill set. Um, that was the case for me. I come from you know, academia and research right. and the right. world. Right. Um, but as long as you're able to draw parallels from you know, a lot of that work where it's, you know, being able to research, being able to execute, being able to, um, you know, connect the dots with certain things and just having a curious and committed mind. Um, you know, that's that's what we're looking for in entrepreneurship. We're looking for folks that, uh, you know, open-minded, they're able to see and approach problems creatively. Right. Um, and if that's in your wheelhouse, if that's in your skill set, 
um, you know, you're going to, you're going to thrive as a startup founder, um, sure. whether or not I agree. the first idea that you have is mm -hmm. going to turn you into uh, the most successful person ever. Um, maybe it's the second idea or the third idea, right. and I think just learning to embrace and trust and love the process. Um, the earlier folks are able to do that and get used to how uncertain and crazy right. life can be. Um, you know, they're going to do well as an entrepreneur because you, you, you can't always predict, you know, market outcomes or when the right. next pandemic is going to be. So, um, you know, we want folks that come from those backgrounds that um, maybe they don't look like Elon Musk or they don't look like Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Um, Absolutely. We want them to feel welcomed in these spaces. So, you know, one thing that I and my other program directors always do here is, you know, just try to cut through as much of the jargon as we can for you. Right. Um, mystify, you know, what venture capital and what investing and this whole equity process looks like so that folks are aware and are, feel comfortable um, because, yes, some of it is a little complex and challenging, but for the sure. most part, a lot of this is straightforward. Um, right. So we want folks to know that, you know, this is a process that they can um, they can go through as long as they're curious and committed. Right. And you know, it's interesting because you said you said some very impactful things here today. And, you know, one of the things that kind of sticks in my mind is and I and I just want to put this out there for everybody is, you know, and if you've been watching the podcast for a while, you know, I've, I've shared my story a few times in a few different ways, you know, uh, to highlight key points for, you know, the viewership, the community overall. I failed my first business venture miserably uh miserably i didn't make it a year uh and, and you know i was depressed i was stressed out i was all of those things but you know i was able to pick myself up and, and try again and you know really entrepreneurship being a business owner growing and scaling a successful business really is a trial and error situation you just mm -hmm. you, you keep putting one foot in front of the other and and you learn different things with each attempt and and you know you wake up one day and it's all working the right way i remember my second venture the thing i learned there while we were making money our i mean our operating expenses were asinine right and so you know maintaining a healthy operating margin is is very important lowering expenses as much as you can to, and to still be able to provide a quality service but not kill yourself in expenses to do so um, that was something I learned in my second venture. So, you know, with each with each venture, you learn a number of different things. You know, the second thing I want to put out there, and, and I, I don't know if people really picked up on this, but, you know, it's the power of relationships playing again. And I talked about the power of relationships. You don't get discouraged if you don't gain access to one of generators programs the first time you just keep trying and if you're implementing those things that they're telling you in each email they're gonna see the changes and the differences in your business not only that if you just send an email every now and then just to check in even if you're not even if the application window isn't open you're checking in you're keeping the line of communication open right and most importantly you're providing them actionable updates they're going to remember you a lot better. You have a much higher probability of gaining access to a program if you just do those simple things. Because remember, guys, programs like accelerators, everything in life functions through people. Relationships make the world go round. Money is only a byproduct of your quality relationships. So form those relationships. Don't take the rejection as a personal sign of failure. 
take it as an opportunity to learn a lesson and grow from it. That is so, 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 so critical. And the last thing I want to point out, and I think this is very important too, and I'm going to take something Precious Drew said, who's the managing director over at Northwestern Mutual's uh, Black Founder Accelerator. You know, she did a TED talk, and I'm actually, I think I'm actually going to put that link in the description, actually, but Precious Drew did a TED talk. And one of the things she highlighted was that most entrepreneurs don't even identify themselves as entrepreneurs because they don't realize that entrepreneurship, if you've ever sold a product, this is something a college professor, one of her college professors told her, hey, listen, if you've ever sold something, guess what? You're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. period. So most people have to first self-identify as an entrepreneur to then begin to take the steps to be able to create a successful business as a business owner. First is identification personally, and then everything else begins to uh, manifest itself from there as long as you keep working and being diligent. Uh, So at this time, what I would like to do is, if it's okay with you, Infamy, so I would like to open up the floor for a Q&A session to allow people to ask questions uh, and and get answers. I mean, you know, listen, this is the time. I mean, you've got literally the director of social impact for the largest venture capital backed accelerator program in the country. If you ever thought about asking a question, now is the time. So the floor is open for questions. Any questions? I don't see any questions coming through. I don't. I think we. And, and I don't know if that means we did a good job, or 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 we've intimidated people to the point to where they're nervous to ask a question. Hey, listen, guys. I tell you all the time, the only silly question is the one you fail to ask. People ask questions because they don't know and they don't have the answers, and we're here to help you find those answers and to provide those answers to the best of our ability. So please feel free. Any questions that you have, this is the time to ask. I don't see any questions. Oh, look, we got a comment. That helps. Yolanda Lindsay said, a great job. Thank you so much, Yolanda. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, well, if there are no questions, then what I'm going to do, I'm going to Infuniso, thank you so much for taking time to spend with me to allow me to ask you some questions to to be able to bring you in front of a community, our community, and be able to share this knowledge and information. I really appreciate you taking the time. That that means more to me than you can possibly imagine. Thank you so very much for spending time with us. Yeah, of course. And I just, uh, you know, again, appreciate the platform and the opportunity to engage with your audience. Um, please feel free to, you know, share my contact info with folks. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I- I completely forgot about the Infoniso. Tell them where they can find you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Folks can find me on LinkedIn, um, or you can also just reach out by email. Um, my email is Infoniso at generator.com. That's G-E-N-E-R-8, the number 8, T-O-R.com. So I'm going to go ahead and put that. Uh, I- I'm going to go ahead and share that uh, in the comments, uh, and I mean in the description section a little bit later. But we do have a question here that just came in late. It says, joining late, best place to start, build a customer avatar or build a product? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to assume that customer avatar means that customer persona or that ideal customer that you might have. Right. Um, I would build that first. I would think about who you're going to be selling to. Um, One thing that I think a lot of folks fall in this trap of is uh, believing if you build it, they will come. Um, but they won't. Absolutely. 
And then yeah. they build it and no one comes. <laughs> so one thing you want to do is be able to hone in on who your customer is. Um, be as descriptive as possible. Um, are they black? Are they white? Are they 18? Are they 25? Um, do they have a family? Do they have pets? Um, you know, what's their level of education? What are they looking for? Um, that helps you figure out who your customer is. Um, I think a lot of folks think that they need to sell to everybody, but when you're selling to everybody, you wind up selling to nobody. Um, <laughs> That's to, true. <laughs> so you want to be able to know who your customer is. Um, before you start building out that product or building out that service. Um, right. Because that is just a, it's a time consuming process, if not a, you know, financially um, expensive one. So it's best to make right. sure that, um, you know, the assumptions that you made about your product, the assumptions you made about the market and your customer are correct right. um, before then building that product or service. Great question. Right. It is a great question. And, and if I can add to that, one thing I would tell you and, and, you know, creatively engineered, one thing I will tell you, and, you know, I, I stress this to a lot of businesses that I talk to, a lot of business owners, especially, you know, at the early stage of their business cycle, don't try to climb the tree to the highest branch to reach for a dollar when you can really just look on the floor and pick up 10, right? And what does that mean? You know, oftentimes the key to growing and building a successful business is simply solving a, a common problem. Mm -hmm. And in order to understand what the common problem is, you just have to understand what your target market is and what your target demographic is, the target age range, as Infuniso said, and then identify the common problem amongst that target demographic and solve for it. And oftentimes it's the most simplest things. It's the most simplest things that create the widest ability for you to succeed and, and generate revenue and create a, a nice, comfortable profit margin for yourself. So I, I think that's the best advice that I could give in tandem with what Infuniso said. I, I think that is key. Like a lot of people want to shoot for the stars. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't swing for the fences, but oftentimes or shoot for the stars. But oftentimes, and, and I find this in my own life, you know, even in my own investment policies and procedures, I'm not trying to hit home runs. I'm just trying to get on base consistently. And if I just do that consistently, I'm going to win the game. I mean, that's just how it works. So guys, don't, don't reach for the most extravagant things. Solve the simple things first. Be good at that. And then once you've generated some revenue and you've seen some growth and your business is sustainable, then try to figure out something a little bit more complex because you have better access to capital and relationships to be able to solve the larger issue. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that, that's, that's all I have. And I think that's the only question we have. So with that in mind, again, Infuniso, thank you so much. If it's okay with you, I'll leave your email uh, in the description so people can reach out to you. And um, thank you so, 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 so much. Guys, that's Infuniso. Uh, and I just like, you know, hey, listen, like that, that's Infuniso right there. I can't say enough great things about him. Like he's a great guy, very modest, very humble, very down to earth guy, very approachable, very easy to talk to. So guys, feel free to reach out to him, you know, talk to him, you know, he's very responsive. And hey, guys, listen, we hope that this was helpful that you will be able to take advantage of this information uh, and be able to use it to take actionable steps that will allow you to achieve the things that you want to achieve in your personal life as you continue to build your business. So Infuniso, 
Thank you so, 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 so much. And I, I know I took a little bit of your time today. I, I, you know, so I, you know, a little longer than I thought it would be, but I, I really appreciate you and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend and I'll uh, reach, I'll email you uh, or call you a little bit later. Okay. Sounds so great. Thanks again, Frederick. Uh, Bye no everyone. No problem. Have a great day. Guys, 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 listen, that is Listen, it can't get any simpler than that, to be honest with you. Like, listen, I mean, Infuniso is a great guy. You heard from somebody that is at a huge accelerator firm that's really trying to make an impact in our community and really help our businesses gain better access to capital, better access to resources, better access to knowledge, better access to relationships. And if you didn't know, studies show that businesses that go through accelerator programs actually have a much higher probability of surviving the first five years of their business and going longer than the first five years uh, of operations. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. So really think about this. I hope you guys enjoyed this content. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the time that Infuniso spent with us. And uh, with that in mind, guys, hey, listen, if you like what we're doing here, if you like the content, definitely hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this video to let me know what you think. And most definitely, if you haven't already, hit the join button if you're on an Android phone. And if you're on an iPhone, definitely hit the link in the description or the link that will be pinned in the comments at the bottom of this video so you can become a member of the hashtag RealWokeLiveChat community and be eligible to participate in the hashtag LearnToEarnCashGiveaway where I am giving away a minimum of $1,000 live right here every month on the hashtag GetRealWokePodcast. Okay, guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And until the next hashtag Q&A Sunday, I'm out.